Welcome back to Incremental, the continuous improvement podcast. This is our practice edition where we take improvements we made through the week and think about them in terms of lean and TPS and theory of constraints and different ideas around uh, efficiency and continuous improvement. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm Ariel Eisen. I'm Devin Bedoni. Um, you got a quote? People do not decide their future. People decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. Love it. I do. Although, I would say giving people the credit for deciding their habits is maybe a bit of a stretch for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Most people choose not to decide their habits. Right, and then just complain about their future. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I really like this. I feel like I came to this years ago, which is like the things you make major progress on are the things you do every day. Yeah. Whether that's like biking, if you bike a little bit every day, you really get in shape relative to like do a big bike ride once a week or something. Uh Yeah. It's just so substantial and like really big projects. I feel like if you just work on them every day or books, like you read, like I, I've, I'm trying to get back into this because whatever got disrupted, but, um, like just deciding to read at least one sentence every night super low bar yeah that is and you do go through books because typically you don't just read one sentence (laughs) but sometimes every now and then you just read a sentence you're like oh check that box it's done (laughs) actually now that i say that here's the i started i started flossing religiously Uh from one uh great piece of advice from my mom Mm. she's like are you flossing every day like no i'm not she said uh you floss every day and when you think to yourself i'm too tired you floss anyway. <laughs> and I have not missed a day since. I did add one caveat to that, which is when I'm traveling, because sometimes I forget floss. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it doesn't have to be like I'm breaking the system, right. you know? Right. Because then you're like, all right, well. Well, it's broken. Don't have <laughs> yeah. to continue now. So maybe that's my new thing. If you think you're too tired, you read a sentence anyway. Uh-huh. I'll report back. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> I'm going to try to do it. Nice. 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 <clears throat> But yes, habits are useful and they build a future. Yeah. And yeah, obviously everyone can see where this is going. <laughs> yes. Um, so to jump right in, my big one, which I think I mentioned last week, I'm trying to get better at 3S. 3Sing. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say that. doesn't matter what you call it. I want the shop to be cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> more organized. <laughs> and like back to this quote, I think it just needs to be a thing that happens with regularity whether that's daily or weekly i think daily is better it is um, I, and I, we are trying to do it like three times a week or something doesn't work yeah i think it just has to be every day right it's like we get in and we clean yeah and if you are already back to square one because of a mix of like cleaning prior and systemizing and making like yeah places for everything and so the next day you come in and there's no mess to clean up Go look at your computer. <laughs> Miraculous, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, mean, but there's always more stuff to, always to more. standardize. And yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I did. I, I've been doing some, uh-huh. and it's kind of amazing if you set aside like time that is going to be cleaning. Yeah, there's just so much stuff that just ends up living somewhere, and then becomes sort of. A bit like it yeah. just is there it's and part of the furniture yeah right you don't then look at it and go like why is that there 
Um, is there a plan for it to be not there? So are you doing it just, is this just you or are you doing it, the crew together? Uh, right now it? I've just been doing it cause yeah. I'm trying to see how that is. And yeah. I like it. Um, I think I kind of want to, yeah, make it like the first 30 minutes of our day. I think we've been doing a ridiculous number of improvements all the time because uh-huh. I just really like doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actually why you started a business. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really fun. It's fun to think about. It's fun, fun to implement. Yeah. It's all fun. Um, and so, but like to a ridiculous degree, like I've been saying, like optimizing things that really don't need to be optimized. Mm. I'm just, yeah, I'm just enjoy it. Uh, Interesting. And then don't want to tackle some of the other ones like, my desktop on my computer yeah. my desktop on my desk um right <laughs> you know like they're messy and there's no reason they should be and i do waste time looking for things and something falls off the side or you know yeah. there's just stuff so yeah and it's weirdly meditative like you it mm. it's, doesn't take a lot of thinking so i feel like it's also an opportunity to kind of think about what you're going to do that day yeah i don't know so yeah i've fallen into this habit that i don't think is good um but in the what last, what does that say about your future? Oh, <laughs> Sick burn. Uh, where over the past several months we've been very busy. There's like spreading the workload more, and like me as someone who always did kind of everything in the business, having to learn how to be like, you know, doing task A is not my purview anymore. I need to stay focused on task B because. If task B doesn't happen, everything else, task A, can't happen. 100%. But I think I've gone a little bit far to that sometimes where it's like, well, yes, I need to be doing task A, but also I need to keep my head in the business and it builds camaraderie to all be keeping the place, the place clean together. Yeah. And I think it can be, yeah, and it, it is meditative and kind of like brings you into the space and um, I think it can be very easy to just get ultra focused on your little silo and yeah it's it's helpful to to break back out of that i will say not to just like copy for copying sake but all the very successful as far as i've seen all the very successful um implementations of the toyota production system and lean yeah like the ceo will be like scrubbing the floor uh-huh. And I think it's sort of, it's a little bit, dogmatic's not really the word, it's a little bit like proving a point, uh-huh. but I think that point is a very worthwhile point to prove, Yeah, which is like, we are all responsible for maintaining a clean shop and we will all, we are all willing to like get our hands dirty and get into the details and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've been having the same struggle because I've been really trying to like not get distracted from hard things that I'm kind of putting off, like yeah, like, developing a product. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it is hard, especially when you like get to the end of the day and you're like, well, I didn't get through this other thing that I needed to do. But right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, seems to be a constant theme here on this podcast, which is what struggle <laughs> struggle, <laughs> uh, not having enough time to do all the different things. Like yeah. having to choose between, various aspects of the business that are all very important yeah now that is a good problem to have yes right the other option is you don't have as much work as time which is really not either of our problems (laughs) much the opposite there's like so much opportunity it's hard to know what 
to chase. You make a solid point. <clears throat> but it still is difficult. I don't see that changing at all. But maybe, going back to last episode, maybe there's something to be said for like evaluating. So here's something I was thinking about, actually. Are we still in our practice edition? <laughs> um, is you mentioned Toyota Kata. Uh, they talked about a system for how kanbans get sequenced yeah. no matter when they got triggered they get sequenced in like a b b c or something like that or yeah. the example they give was out of alphabetical order to yeah. make a point uh-huh i was wondering do you think what do you think about so we have we have concurrent tasks that theoretically flow but have too few people to man every station so instead they don't flow you pass them to the next one and then at some point someone comes along and does that step mm-hmm. which you could say is not true flow, yeah. fair. You could also say though that that is not unique to us because if you have a one asset that is needed for multiple tasks or uh-huh. one yeah. piece of equipment, person, whatever, sure, one bot- a bottleneck for a local or not necessarily a global bottleneck, but like yeah, if there's one like the the sequencing that Toyota is doing suggests to me that there is one piece of equipment or one process that is feeding a bunch of downstream processes that need things in a balanced way, right? And so if you replace that with a person, we need to act on multiple systems in a balanced way for the business to operate. And we've talked about this in terms of like, do some sales every day instead of realizing that you're running out of work and then hit sales really hard and then you spike the work and then you have no time to do sales because you're so slammed doing all the work. So I was sort of thinking, what about literally treating it like that where it's sort of saying like i do and and i was thinking about this in the context of time boxing Mm. a day of saying i spend the first two hours of the day are spent on product development or the first 30 minutes is 3sing the next two hours is product development the next 30 minutes is answering email right like do you see what i'm saying like Mm-hmm. And and say I always move through those tasks in that order and with that ratio. And then if one is needed more than I have time for, that is a time to think about it as like a what can we work on and solve. Yeah. Anyway, something I've been toying with. Yeah, I, I like that. I think. Well, in classic form, issues will highlight quickly yeah but i think right now they're not highlighting not because they're not there but because there's it's just mayhem dawn to dusk <laughs> it's like i for any of you who haven't been to uriel's shop there's actually people with swords running around <laughs> almost <laughs> all but no it's just like you wake up in the morning you're like wow i have a ton of things to do and then the night comes and you've done some of them and not all of them and you're like yeah. when is this gonna happen i can stay up late or i can wake up early or i can work faster or and then some you know yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's people who are better at this than I am, but you know, it's just my reality. Well, and I <laughs> so. think it's a little bit of scale. I mean, it's like there's that time in a business where you have no money, right? And you're like, well, what do I spend? I have, I need A and I need B. I have enough money for one of them. Mm-hmm. You just have to choose, right? Eventually, you get to a point where you have money for both. Yeah, I think. I think it's more time constraint yeah similar with time right, right. Yeah. like there will be a time when it's not going to be which you could say time is money many people have said that uh, <laughs> and we're just understaffed never heard that one but before. that does get back to the bank account of like yeah paying for more people such yeah. that all projects have bandwidth yeah how many people would that be uh 
N plus one, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is something I'm kind of curious about because I imagine my business, I want to take my business to a steady state. Right size at some point not which probably means you need a mechanism for saying no or a mechanism for knowing because otherwise you're just going to keep growing yeah no it's hard to figure out what that what that point is yeah interesting (laughs) all right well here's some improvements um so one of them was just 3sing uh cleaned off my prototyping desk yeah there was a lot of trash on it, like literally stuff that I threw right in the trash. Uh, like uh, there's, uh, you know, all the support material off of 3D prints and like oh. just all the stringiness that comes off of them. Yeah. There's a good amount of that on there. Um, anyway, I cleared that off. Trash um, cans everywhere is key. Yeah, I don't have enough of them. I think yeah. I just need to buy smaller ones. Yes, small trash cans. Oh, that's funny. I 3D printed a bracket that holds a yogurt container, uh-huh. and we have them at the assembly area. I should just 3D print more for around the shop. It's like a mini, mini trash can. It's a can. mini trash can. That's yeah. free. It's not free, but you got a bunch of yogurt in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, that, that was mine. <laughs> are you imagining buying a different trash can filled with yogurt no it's just I don't yeah. know. It's um uh kind of the only i mean we've been busy resetting up our shop so it's a little bit just chaos and mayhem <laughs> as well dawn to dusk yeah but uh i did buy uh some rolling whiteboards which mm. is cool nice now we have space for stuff for organizing and writing stuff down also they're double-sided Ooh. yeah so now one one side of two next to each other is like our our whole job queue. Okay. So we had an issue before. We had like the organized portion that was like, this is where material's been ordered. This has mm. been programmed. This is blah, 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 blah. And then there was this whole like section that was on the side of a machine that was like incoming jobs. Material has not been ordered. Gotcha. But, you know, still arranged by what work center they're going to go like across. Like you needed more space but didn't have it. Yes. Okay. So, so now, now we have it. Now we have two... Uh, one side of each and then side by side is all of that. And then the back sides is now going to become, you know, whip working whip board and mm-hmm. general lists and kind of places where we can kick ideas around and cool stuff like that. Um, how is it? Are you noticing it's like, I, I think a big win with your, uh, shop board versus an ERP system, which you were playing or you have both, but yeah, you manage one is the idea of like a visual work space where yeah. you can see the state of things quickly. Uh-huh. It, have you noticed it? Well, I guess you haven't been in the new space maybe long enough with all that space out, but like, yeah. has it fixed things, uh, prevented issues? Like, did you have issues with the other one that was cramped? Um, more just like organization, not like visibility issues, but organizational issues of literally like, where do we put this job tag? Gotcha. Oh, we're going to like wrap around the corner of the machine. Now it's in the way of other stuff. Kind uh-huh. of thing. I see. Um, so no, I, I did, uh, <clears throat> Corum transitioned the layout over from our old board. Mm-hmm. Um, and he copy and pasted it exactly. And I think we will want to make some, some tweaks gotcha. to more accurately reflect the workflow. Yeah. I think something interesting to me that I'll mention here, um, is that, a lot of like a lot of a lot of the factories that Toyota manages um I know they have a digital back end now uh-huh. and maybe a digital front end too but for many many years 
they have not gone and still i don't know if they, well i don't know i don't want to speak out of turn here yeah it seems like they still heavily rely on kanban whether mm. that's digital or physical the point is and if you look at tours of their factory um the data is there's a huge emphasis on presenting the data and everyone being able to see the data um they still as of 2015 i want to say uh ran a big um warehouse one of their yeah. biggest warehouses off of a whiteboard yeah um so anyway it's worth thinking about software i think we are in an age of like oh there's an app that here's 10 apps that will save you time during your day yeah um it's not always a win and i no. think like having visual information and being able to make changes easily and having it be flexible um i don't know like working in like trying to get into asana or into an ERP, I feel like sometimes you contort the way your business runs to match the way they want mm. to structure data. Yeah. Anyway. I am noticing that my transition between the two is becoming onerous. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like, well, right now there's like two softwares and then like <clears throat> printing out a bunch of stuff and then sure. marking a bunch of check boxes and stuff. Which initially, it's still, I think, an improvement over before for the shop flow as a whole. Okay. But it's become like a significant drain on my time, and I'm finding myself being like, oh, I wonder if you could write a, not you, I wonder if, or maybe you, uh, write a, maybe ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> I wonder if there's a possibility of writing a script that sort of takes care of a lot of that. Oh, I have a very clear pathway to, to okay. deal with it. I just oh, cool. haven't yet. So <laughs> why not? No, uh, yeah, it's not really a good excuse. It's just because we still haven't transitioned to the new system, and okay, and I want to do too much refinement in the current system that, that makes sense. Rebuild it again because I don't know exactly what the new system is going to look like. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, I need a drum roll. No, um, <laughs> I installed a. Uh, I installed the probe halo on the probe nice. that I've owned for at least six months. Yeah. Um, we broke one. You broke a probe halo? Yeah. How? <laughs> uh, to a probe got loaded incorrectly into the tool carousel. And when it went to be, went to do a tool change, it just got dropped. dropped. Oh yeah. Didn't That's break a good the, way. I think it saved the probe. Oh, <laughs> not how it another, was designed to. But another <laughs> win for the probe halo. Um, Yes, yeah, so I installed it on the probe. Hasn't come into play. I don't yeah. really probe that much. Yeah. But um It's like a seatbelt. It's not supposed it's to like come a seat into belt. play. Yeah. I just needed a little break. It was like five minutes and I was like, Yep, I can just check that off the list. Um nice. so that was nice. Uh we do use the probe for production, so I will say if I was prototyping something and like crushed our probe body, it yeah. would slow us down. Yeah. Majorly. For sure. And cost us a lot of money. So I forget what they cost, but it's like nothing compared to a probe rebuild. Uh, it's a lot for what it is, but so little for what it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Val- yeah. Price for value, not cost. Yeah. Um, I, in, in doing this new, new buckle, um, I decided to try ID clamping. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a diameter, but clamping on the inside of the part rather than squeezing the outside of the part. Inside dimension. There you go. Yeah. Um, and my reasoning was sort of, well, A, I just kind of wanted to try it. it. It has a few upsides, like the fact that the elements of the buckle are under tension instead of compression. And so they're much more likely to stay straight. Whereas there's an issue of like when your parts get really thin, a lot of our parts are like very 
they're not very stiff yeah in their final configuration and the parts bow and then when you run a quarter round around that it's very sensitive to that bowing mm. so it's caused issues and then you turn down the pressure on the vice and then you throw parts anyway so it's a, a delicate ba- uh, dance and the id clamping kind of fixes a lot of that it also increases the clearance between our hardened inserts oh, yeah. and op two which is nice because huh. you're on either end of the <clears throat> of the stroke of the jaw which uh, is kind of nifty interesting um anyway and i just wanted to see if it worked as well as it did in my head and so far (laughs) it does so that was a win um you know always a risk of like uh, the whole time i was like what am i missing like is there an aspect of this that i just am going to realize once i machine the whole thing Uh uh-huh um so far no but i've only made two parts on it so yeah interesting um so that was that uh I'm trying to think about the lean principles here. Optimize for learning. Not really a lean principle, but it is now. Problems are gems. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it, it's good. Um, it works. I think it will reduce defects. That's what it's going to do, I yeah. think, long term. Yeah. So that will be nice. Um, here's one. I <laughs> so <laughs> This is an embarrassing one, sort of. Um, <laughs> When I was engraving text, yeah, and I don't do it frequently, but when I was engraving text, I was using uh, basically type on the in CAD and then extrude it in, so it was like this pit, yeah, and then select all of the edges, oh, for the engrave yeah. function in Fusion 360. I was d- clicking through it and I was like, "This is so slow. There's got to be a better way." I know you had mentioned centerline, yeah, engraving. So I tried that and it's one click instead of like one to two to three clicks per letter. Yeah. So huge improvement. Um, on the programming side or the machining side? On the programming side. Oh, okay. Also an improvement on the machining side, but it's mostly for our soft jaws mm. to label them to say what it is. Oh. Um, so it's not something I care about the cycle time on. It's just a, uh, I guess like, stop what you're doing and make an improvement yeah you know fix what bugs you this was one of those which was squarely like it took me whatever two minutes to redo it in a new way that then saved me 10 minutes that day Eh, maybe not 10 minutes but five and also i'm not familiar with the engrave tool path this is machine machining weeds but i actually um at least in hsm the the engraving tool path often tries to like yeah Go up to all the corners. Go up to all the corners. So I just use a contour with no offset. Use a con, just like a two D contour tool path with a, with no left or right. Oh, on center bias, yeah. And it just follows the line. You use that on a center line text, or you use yeah. that? Oh, interesting. I'm using like trace or something. Uh, I don't know. Huh. I'll try contour. Or Trace is working. Yeah. Anyway, saved a lot of time and it's something that was just really fiddly and annoying. And the worst was mm-hmm. when you clicked something that you didn't intend to, but then you weren't sure you had some... Like, it was an opportunity for failure because, like, I don't think I've ever crashed like that, but I've nearly crashed like that, where I selected oh. an edge that was, like, secretly on the other side of the block. Oh. And then, yeah. There's also... Because you're just... clicking a lot of edges. Yeah. So it's slow and you're trying to go fast and... There's also just the issue of like when you mess up too. 
if you don't crash and you hit escape accidentally oh no i wasn't even thinking of that but yeah. it's just like when you engrave something to be like all look cool and be slick and then it looks like crap and you can barely read it and you're like oh oh speaking <laughs> of which i did do that yeah. uh but worse i selected all of the edges and then somehow flipped the side it removed oh yeah so it removed all around the text and just like <laughs> mangled the top of the soft gel yeah it still works but i'm gonna need to replace it to go into production so yeah anyway that all that failure mode also couldn't happen with this new method mm-hmm. by new i mean new to me <laughs> um yeah should have been doing this for a long time um another takeaway from well i feel like i've heard it a few times now but anyway been thinking about digital assets and extending the ideas you know the concepts of like lean and Toyota production system to all of our file management and Mm. just my desktop on my computer which and my download folder and like do you have clear processes for where things live and when to get rid of files and all that stuff the answer is no um for me yeah then i was uh, in my conversation with um andrew henry at henry holsters um he mentioned an aspect that i really liked which was adding the website to the 3sing process so like little fixes to the website that then back to our conversation about like core functionality versus just things that are viewed as like yeah extra auxiliary yeah it's like that is where all of your customers interact with your business and there's all these things of like oh it'd be it would help to add an faq it would help to whatever and it would be so easy to be like okay today my improvement (laughs) is going to be writing an answer to one question or adding one image that people have been asking about yeah so I kind of like this idea of like blowing up the like where all these tools can be applied and it's really easy. Like we're just applying it to my um, product product development process, yeah. Yeah. which is a core functionality of the business, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. No, it has been, you know, that's what the business is built on. Um, and can also be applied to the web store and to internal file management um, and a lot of other things besides. So just wanted to kind of shout that out. Yeah. Um, on the business of machining, they were talking about brittleness of 3D prints yep. in Fusion. Uh, sorry, in, in, in coolant. coolant in yep. Fusion. Uh, and I forget. I th- forget if i sent it to them there was that uh article avi sent us oh yeah about uh um, environmental embrittlement or environmental something. stress cracking environmental stress cracking um and it's interesting because it's not just wear and tear it's like literally certain solvents with certain polymers yeah get absorbed like they're soluble they get absorbed the swelling induces stress the stress orients the polymer chains yep and then create uh, cracks that propagate yeah. along those now oriented polymer chains. Yeah, we have been um, noticing our tool tags starting to the little fingers. Yep, yep, yep. Starting to crack off. Those are all PLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so PETG so far has been very good. Hmm. Um, I just ordered uh, carbon fiber reinforced PETG, which is instead of like $26 for a kilo, it is $36 for a kilo. So, like, not, not a, a huge deal. difference. Yeah. I'm not sure I would want it. Well, you could use it for that. It's abrasive, but hmm. 
Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, it pr- apparently prints nicer and is stiffer. Huh. Um, so I'm I'm gonna try that. We've had some issues with flex in some of our fingers for oh. the automation. So yeah. I'm, we can fix it. Some in design, but also some with just uh, maybe a better material. Um, so ordered some of that to try. Um, what waste does that fix? Rejects. Mm-hmm. Um, well, rework. Rework, reject, and... Downtime. Downtime. Um, it also, I think, like... Uh, this, I like, I don't know. Trying to build learning into the organization instead of just, like, keeping on banging your head against the same walls yeah i don't know like this is we're still in the exploration phase of like is there a filament that just checks more boxes because if there is we should be buying that instead yeah and not investing all this time printing parts that wear out faster yeah um so i think there's some of that so i'm still treating it like i'm trying to get better at instead of just like we are rolling out carbon fiber carbon fiber ptg and all of our production Mm -hmm. stuff it's like i bought a spool this is still an experiment only time will tell yeah um uh and while we were recording something showed up at the door which is uh <laughs> finally very excited about it um we have had the uh what did we call them stepsister tooling outside of the machine oh yeah <laughs> of like pre-setup <laughs> tools that can just hot swap into the machine if we break a tool so we don't have downtime because of a broken tool yeah um which have been working great we do not have it for our roughing mill, which has been breaking recently. The one that always breaks. Yeah, so pretty frustrating. <laughs> yeah. um, and those were just on back order. Oh. And so they finally showed up. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty excited to have those. We just had, yeah, we just had that issue recently, and we and it had broken off like and whatever. It's a shrink fit tool holder, very in the weeds. Yeah. It had broken up, be- broken off below the. Thing, so there was nothing to grab to yank out the old tool so we had to do all this monkeying around and oh, uh yeah it was not ideal and the mill was down and we were working on it for probably when all was said and done probably you know 10 to 15 minutes which yeah. is a bummer considering 15 minutes is a quarter of an hour and you have eight hours so <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a 30 <laughs> second of your day which yeah. is a bummer um yeah, so that's exciting. And Thanks. then a last one here uh, is uh, with all these new sewing fixtures, there was nowhere to put them. So they're always sort of floating around, falling off uh, the back of the table. There just wasn't a place. Yeah. So I was watching Sam kind of struggle with that this morning. And we just quickly did a bit of rework on that station. Speaking of optimizing things that aren't a constraint to our business. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still super nice like that is struggle and i do feel like one thing that is important um adding mental load to a critical function like shipping people what they asked for yeah is not a good idea and i do feel like keeping track of like which one is it and am i meant to be using like then you are thinking about that instead of something else and so while it is not critical in terms of growing revenue uh when we ship something, I've noticed an uptick lately, but I think we know, I think it's getting better, um, an uptick in like errors in what we've shipped. So then people email us, then I reply to the email. Wait, then when do you notice an uptick? I've just recently, since we reworked the whole cell, and so oh. there's less like, you know, 
uh, muscle memory or whatever, mm. right? Like relearning how to do the process. And I think there's just whatever. So uh, some lost revenue because we missed, a par- uh, you know, shipping someone a part of their order and they were like, hey, just refund me. Don't worry about it. So mm. like, obviously we did. Yeah. <laughs> but that's lost revenue. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The it looks unprofessional. Um, anyway, it's all bad. So that yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that this will directly contribute, but I suspect it will. Yeah, I think um, that makes perfect sense. Like you, you stated that you're not production constrained. Yeah, but like that is still your key business function. And yeah, like making sure it runs smoothly is important. And if I'm replying to emails, that is time that I'm not spending on the things we are constrained on. So like product development. For example. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Cool, cool. Hopefully I will uh, start carrying my weight again here soon. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is like you're super sides. busy. It's just that we have a podcast about a very narrow yeah. uh, aspect of what we each do in our day. So mm-hmm. I would say the, the, the concepts apply to a lot of it, but like... I don't know. Also, you're, yeah, I don't know how to think about like the fact that you are in a sort of crunch mode yeah, with like down machines because of a move. <laughs> like, I wonder what the right way of doing, like, do you think you could have <clears throat> solved some of that with um, a little bit more planning or like having theoretically, but coming back to the like yeah. time constraint, not really. Yeah. No. I wonder if that's true. I mean, not to throw you under the bus. Yeah. I'm sure I w- would have slash will do the same thing. Yeah. I just, it's another one of those like things that everyone does it the way of kind of like a bit of planning and then execution. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Toyota does things often with like 80% planning, yeah. 20% execution. That seems really, really hard to get to. Yeah. Just being real here. <laughs> I think if I had you know, started a year ago and been like in a year, I'm going to move. And these are what the steps are going to be. Right. Like that could have been a thing, but at the time this opportunity didn't exist. I know. And as someone with limited time, it's hard to plan for something that doesn't exist yet and may not. So I think given the circumstances of like basically having two months, right. I think we did pretty well. All things considered. Yeah, that does feel like another level to start to be like, all right, the business is going to move. Let's. But again, back to the like small team thing. Yeah, if you had a big team, I don't know. I vacillate between like let myself on the hook, let myself off the hook, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Huh. Yeah. Tough. I mean, if you had a, also like if you have that size team, you probably have a different level of financial ability to make opportunities happen that you know, like essentially this was an opportunity that came along. I didn't necessarily feel ready, Uh but couldn't pass it up. Right. Whereas if I was at a larger scale, I could probably be like, we're going to move in a year and we're going to, you know, start talking with real estate agents now and either landowners or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make something happen on our timeline versus having to fit within someone else's availability. Interesting. I'd be curious to know what has, what took the extra time from what you're anticipating to what just shook out. What do you mean? Like, was it sort of, Oh, that tools were not 
Yeah. I don't know. Just you mean the extra three or four days after like having machines powered up? Yeah. To actually running? Yeah. Yeah, it's just my my. Sh- yeah, I think it is fundamentally my short sightedness on how complex our systems actually are. Uh huh. And the level of um, disarray that would come from moving everything. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I run into, ran into, hopefully won't, but probably will run into again around product launches where oh. it's like, okay, the product is ready. And then you're like, whoa, I have so many things that need to actually happen to be selling this. Yeah. And then it's a bit of a scramble and you don't nail it and it feels preventable, but also sort of like, maybe not just given the realities of the whole business. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Anyway, you got to catch a ferry, huh? I do. do. (laughs) We better wrap this up. Thank you all for listening. Once again, you can find me at austere underscore manufacturing on Instagram and austere mfg.com. You can find me at lichenprecision.com on the internet and lichen underscore mfg on Instagram and the pod at incremental CI. And we have a Patreon. Go check it out. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.